allows us to tell stories about the human condition. Isaac Asimov once said, individual science fiction stories may seem as trivial as ever to the blinder critics and philosophers of today. But the core of science fiction, its essence has become crucial to our salvation. Tell me how many lights you see. Yeah! Oh! It's all lights! This is how liberty dies. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. And good evening. I'm Miles P. McLaughlin. I'm Chrissy Raffensperger. And tonight we have a great show. I think it's just the three of us. Dave's doing like housey stuff and M's doing M stuff. And uh, but we're here to just uh, chat a little bit about, give you just a little bit of, of an update of what's going on in our sci-fi world and what we're looking forward to, what we've been watching. And um, and then probably two weeks from now, if all goes well, we will be, um, we'll be talking uh, Stargate, Atlantis, right? Uh, the first episode, yep. that's at least the goal. Yep. So uh, this kind of... Don't forget, of course... This upcoming weekend, not well, so depending on when to get this episode out, not the 4th of July weekend, but the following weekend is sure leave, and you can join that virtually and be a part of the entire process of that. So, which was, of course, our last show. So, Miles, real quickly, what is going on in our menu tonight? So, there's some really cool uh, uh, trailers that are out there now uh, but uh, we got a little bit of Black Widow news by the time we drop the show Black Widow will be out but for you we can all talk about it a little uh, we're also Scott have you seen Loki? I have okay so without hopefully spoiling it too much in front of Chrissy I thought you know we can she can uh, hold her ears and go la 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 you la you can spoil it for me I'm not watching it on Disney Plus anytime soon because yeah, Disney and I are not spe- on speaking terms at the moment. Oh. Uh, okay, yeah. so. Well, okay, but uh, we're going to talk a little Loki. Okay, I like Loki, so it's one of those things where my hatred of Disney needs to, like, subside enough for my love of nerdom to win. <laughs> <laughs> and right now it's kind of unbalanced, Scott. It's, it's a need to bring balance to the forest, which is exactly what happened and why I'm still salty. <laughs> Stop ruining things. No, Although my. Amazon's about to full on ruin Lord of the Rings, so don't even get me started. I don't know Dude, where th- I'm going to buy my cat food from if they screw this up. I'm just saying. Why? Oh, you mean the uh, the live action? Yeah, if they screw it up, then I don't know where I'm going to buy my cat food. Better not screw it up for the price tag they have in that sucker. Exactly. Like, that better be good. I'm more worried about the anime, the Lord of the Rings anime that's coming out. I mean, it's Japan. You just kind of expect them to like. Right. But. I mean. <laughs> but if they do it in the style of the 70s Lord of the Ring, I might be okay with it. I, I, well, I mean, as long as they give Aragon like actual par- pants this time. <laughs> <laughs> well. Yeah, but we're totally but digressing. Golem didn't, you know, Golem didn't have pants. Well, I mean, <laughs> but I want. Aragon have pants. Like, that's a thing that needs to happen. Please wear Miles, pants. we need to give Aragon space pants. <laughs> oh, yeah. Space pants. Definitely space pants. 
Is that like bus pants? No, no. It's like the uh, Gwen Stefani and Tyrion Lannister song on Saturday Night Live singing Space Pants. You, if you, you don't know you don't know Space Pants? If you haven't, you have to look it up on YouTube on your own time. And it, 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 it's yeah, brilliant. It is. Why do you always give me homework? Like, what is yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, a I'm a teacher. teacher. It just kind of <laughs> goes with the flow. And, uh, <laughs> you know. You're like, give me a sign. Yeah, always. It's summertime. Hey, you got an assignment. Watch this four-minute video on YouTube. As long as I don't write a paper about it, we're okay. I expect a five-paragraph essay on my desk tomorrow. So, five-paragraph essays. I know. I know. All right. Well, let's jump into a little bit about what's going on in our sci-fi world. Chrissy, let's start with you. Well, I think the last time we talked, I had started Golden Kamui. I have now finished it, and it is one of those shows where I'm not disappointed at all by the middle or the end part. Um, now, it's not quite finished. They are working on a next season. So, normally by, like, season, like, three, four, shows for me start going, like, in a slightly different direction. I'm like, oh, what... Did you guys start getting like interns on this story plot? Right, like, right, right. Yeah, bored. Like, what's what's wrong with you people? So you know, either like shows like start taking off and get really good, or you're like, um, I think the author or the story person got bored, or like gave it to an intern and took a vacation. I'm not sure what happened. Um, the writers were fired. Yeah, probably. Um, or they moved on to other shows or whatever. Um. Or they like, or our show gets really, really good, and it seems like it's going to get really, really good. So, I'm excited for that when it eventually comes out. Um, I've been getting, I'm playing a lot of Final Fantasy lately, and Walker has been announced, which is the next expansion. I think we're going to the moon. That'd There's be awesome. New races. Yeah, I know, right? Went to another world, blew things up. It was great. Um, so that's been what i've been doing um still, play, watching, still playing wow um, i'm taking a bit of a break from wow at the moment um usually like usually i go back and forth between the two so if i'm playing final fantasy i'm not playing wow if i'm playing wow i'm not playing final fantasy um it's kind of how i roll um i saw they released the uh re-released the the original burning crusade yeah, that was always one of my favorite expansions of that game. It it is it is probably one of the all time great expansions. Yeah. Um, I I just remember going through like the city of the undead and then the Scarlet Monastery, and that was just fantastic. That was all a part of that. Expansion. Yeah, I mean, you probably weren't prepared, but of course, it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, I, I definitely rank Burning Crusade. A lot of people rank Wrath. Of I would say that it's, it's a t- toss-up between Wrath or Burning Crusade for me. I, you know, I actually didn't like Wrath. For me, is not like as high up there as um, Cataclysm. I know some people didn't like it, but the beginning of Cataclysm was so so good. Um, it's just a shame that they for- forced the developers to nor- nerf a lot of the stuff because right there, the caliber of difficulty for the dungeons was just spot on i really enjoyed them they weren't too hard but it wasn't like they were difficult and you had to have skill but you didn't have to come in to the game having 
Sorry. Cat, like, just flying, like, cat. Cat, flying cats in the show now. <laughs> he's like he's like over here, like getting into like he for whatever reason he freaks out whenever there's like anything weird. Like if it's like a sock on the floor, he like looks at it and like pass it and jumps away and pass it, jump away. And I'm like not sure what he was over here. It's like I guess like my thing over here is like slightly scrunched and he's just like freaking out about it. I'm like, <sighs> Gemini, get off me. Um wow. So what was I saying? Oh, we were oh, talking yeah. about yeah. Yeah. Now I go into like dungeons and raids, and you have it's like taking a flipping SAT. You've like have to like memorize all of this stuff mm-hmm. in order to know what to do in the dungeon or the raid. And I don't enjoy taking a test every week. I just don't. Which what I, I mean, that, I'm giving you homework, Chrissy. I mean, come on, you should I be prepared. Know, like, I am. I'm paying to take tests, and I'm right, not enjoying right, right, that. Right, I would right. rather kind of like college. I know, right? It's <laughs> weird. My question: out. Which one? Which wow one has become college? I know. I don't like which one? Which one? Which expansion threw you back in time? <laughs> um. Oh, Warlords of Draenor, which wasn't really back in time. They said it was back in time, but it was really like parallel universe back in uh, time because clearly there was a whole bunch of things that indicated that it wasn't really that. I really enjoyed so, that too, but. Yeah, I mean, although, like, they kind of, like, just completely petered out at the end. It was like, they had this great start, and then they just basically had success on a silver platter, and they just took a giant dump on it, and I was like, what What were you guys thinking? Like, seriously. Although that was the last time that we had actual challenge modes, and that's Stupid Mythic Plus, and I really enjoyed challenge modes. Again, I like having dungeons and things that are challenging, that require skill, but I don't have to have like 20,000 things memorized. Right. Like now you go into Mystic Plus and depending on what, you know, a fix you have that week, you go down this route and then you pull this thing. I'm just like, I am not going to remember all of this crap. I'm just not. I don't have time to sit here and study. I have a full-time job. I've got cats. I've got a house to take care of. I'm not studying to go play a game. That is stupid. <laughs> yeah. Games are meant to be enjoyment, right? Not homework. Right. I mean, if that's if you want to pay Blizzard to give you homework, go for it. But that ain't me. Not doing it. I'm going to go play a different game for now. Blizzard, you think about what you've done. (laughs) So anyways, what do you what what are you watching in television? Or did you talk Um, about that already? I I mean, I watched Atlantis. I didn't really watch anything like science fiction fantasy. Um, I for. You'll appreciate this because your daughter. Um, I watched the Korean um, show. Um, it's okay to not be okay. Um, okay. So it's one of those. It's a Korean drama, which I'm told your daughter was really into at, oh, least yes. at one point. Yes. Yeah, she would love it. I think um, it's it's a really great show. It explores mental health, trauma, the aftermath of trauma, healing from trauma. So of course, I was all about that it is a it's actually a really really good show um if you are interested in something that's very different um i would say that if you like science fiction and fantasy you might actually like and you're not really into dramas try it it's actually really really good all right and where are you where are you watching that on uh i watched it on netflix okay so it's on netflix yes they haven't they haven't angered me yet (laughs) Yeah, soon, uh, you know, Chris, you'll be a hermit with like no television or anything. I'll just be like, no television. I'm just sticking with my books. Screw all of you. <laughs> yeah. 
my books and my video games. I'm not Blizzard. You're thinking about what you're doing. <laughs> All right. We need to work in your bitterness toward the big, big corporations. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> I mean, I'm a social worker. I think we naturally have bitterness towards big corporations. Probably. Probably. We're like, how dare you? Yeah. It comes with a job. It really does. <laughs> Miles, tell us a little bit. What's going on in your science fiction world? So I rewatched part one of the pilot for Stargate Atlantis, and I just forgot how great it was. I mean, I sort of knew it was gr- it was great, but just um, it was just fun to get back into that world again. I still have to watch part two. Um, I'm also watching um, Loki on Disney Plus. That's just yes, it, yes, they're a corporate monster, but they still produce good entertainment, and um, Loki doesn't disappoint. Uh, Superman and Lois on the CW is still great. Um, still catching some of the shows on the CW, the superhero shows. I finished reading a Star Trek novel written by Una McCormick, um, Wonderlands. It's the it's, it takes place in the Discovery uh, universe uh, right after Michael Burnham uh, travels uh, forward in time. You know, we find out in the, on the show she's been stuck there for about a year. Well, the book explores what she's been doing that whole year and what she's been trying to accomplish. And just before she, you know, discovers, yeah, no, no pun intended, discovers uh, that the discovery finally made it to uh, her time, this new time of that, that she's in. And I'm so I finished that book. I'm currently reading the second book in the Time Tunnel series by Richard Todd. When I finish that one, I will go to the uh, third book in that series. So Good. it's a time travel novel. Good. So we it's not in the list, but we did have a Picard 2, uh, two trailer drop with Q. Right. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, that, that, what did you think? That of, shook the internet. Oh, yeah, it did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was very nice to see Q back in form. So. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 very um very hopeful that that that, that it's going to be good. I I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm definitely I'm definitely going to be there uh, when when it first comes out. I'm just sad we have to wait uh wait a while for it. It's not going to be out till next year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so so be it. Mm-hmm. Um anything else or is that pretty much it? Uh that's probably too much. Plenty. <laughs> probably yeah. too much. So uh yeah. yeah, so let me talk about my sci-fi world. Um I'm not doing much in the way of gaming. Kirsty and I were talking a little bit about gaming. I'm playing a little bit of League of Legends. Uh, played a little bit of StarCraft too. But when I say little bit, I mean very little compared to like what I have done in the past. Um, I did rewatch all the three Matrix movies. Oh. And I forgot how good they are. And I know that movie two and three get a lot of hate. But there is a lot of neat philosophical and causality overtones that I really, I really did enjoy it. Definitely not as good as the first one, but there have been sequels that have been far worse than the Matrix sequels. Uh, so I'm excited, excited about Matrix Four that's filming, and I, you know, just we'll see what happens. Um, so really enjoyed that. Um, been watching Loki with Kiefer as well. Kiefer, the reason I watched the Matrix movies is because Kiefer wanted to watch them. Uh, so I introduced them to him for the first time. But Loki, we've been watching Loki the, again, as you said, highly enjoyable. Um, we have been watching the Mission Impossible movies. 
Um, so he really wanted to watch John Wick. And I said, we can't watch John Wick. I mean, that is, uh, it's R-rated, 17. I, I just can't. Uh, Mission Impossible movies are PG-13. So we can watch them, right? Um, and uh, and they, the first couple are okay. I'm in the one with Philip Seymour Hoffman as the villain. And he's just a really eerie villain. And J.J. Abrams, of course, directs that one. That's one we're in the middle of right now. <laughs> Um. So, uh, yeah. So we've been watching that and enjoying and enjoying that. Um, watched part of Ready Player One, but didn't finish that. I mean, we watched it before, so it was kind of a rewatch for us. And then, as far as books goes, I've been working my way through like all the stuff that Tolkien has on audiobooks. Um, most of the stuff, I should say. So. That was the Cimmerillion, the three stories that came out of that, that beyond it, like Baron Luthien, the Children of Huron, and uh, I can't remember the other. There's another one out there that was also that Christopher Tolkien kind of edited and put together. Um, then I went through The Hobbit, Fellowship of the Ring, Two Towers, and I'm now ready to start the third book again. This will be my this will be my seventh time through Lord of the Rings. Go ahead. I forgot to share that I rewatched all three Lord of the Rings movies with someone who had never seen them before. Okay. So that was actually kind of a treat, but also it was interesting to watch them with someone who like knew all, like all these memes. And so like when we were about to get to like, one does not suddenly walk into Mordor. Like I'm sitting there like, you know, it's, Memes have really changed the experience of watching the movie because I'm sitting right. there like, like it's a serious council. I'm just sitting there giggling the whole time. Of course. It's coming. Yeah. It's coming. But yeah. like, part of it was just to see his reaction to like where the meme actually came from. So that was, it was a very meta experience in some ways. I, re- um, I rewatched the Hobbit trilogy. Um, and began, I mean, I'm partway through Fellowship of the Ring again. Um, I think I'm at Aragon's house right before the council, um, where that meme happens that you just mentioned. Yes. Um, but, you know, I really am enjoying the books again. One of my least favorite parts is the end of Fellowship when we're focused on Sam and Frodo. For some reason, that part never resonates with me. Um. And I think it bought like that's always bothered me at the end of book two. And I don't know what it is, but anyways, so that I, I'm working through that. I'm also rereading Name of the Wind with Patrick Patrick Rath- Rossus. If you've never read it, it is absolutely fantastic. Don't book. read it. No. Not until he finishes the trilogy. Or he will He'll be never anger. finish the trilogy. But Well, then yeah. never read it because yeah. you will regret it. No, it's a he's he's you'll be so mad it's not done. All I'm saying. So part of part of the reason I'm reading it again is because of I'm in the middle of writing my own fantasy novel, and there are some scenes that reminded me of stuff he's written. So I looked at it just to see how he wrote like a bar scene or how he did different stuff. So um, as a part of that, I'm doing that nano ritmo that they do that writing thing where they have a challenge. So. Yes. That starts today, so it's the first day of it, July 1st, for the uh, July season of that, I guess. So, 
Oh, I didn't realize they now had a July season. I just knew yeah. about the one in November. Well, there's one. There was one in April, and there's one in November. There's one now, and I know there's one in November too. So, oh, right. they now have them all year. Yeah. Well, you should be writing all year, right? So I suppose. Yeah. So, anyways, that's kind of been what I've been uh, what what I've been uh, doing in my sci-fi world. So it's a lot of sci-fi, a lot of sci-fi. So cool. Good. Our, our spy fi for the Tom Cruise movies, but yeah. for me, it's after the movie three that these movies pick up for me. Like they introduce Simon Pegg in this one, but he becomes a more regular part of the franchise in the future. So good deal. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about Black Widow, which because because Chrissy is anti-Disney, she's going to actually see in the theaters and not on Disney+. Plus. But Yes. Yes. But let's talk about... Uh, do you want to kind of walk us through this, Miles? Sure. So I just took some um, quotes or just, just some material from an article I was reading. But it's going to drop July 9th, uh, both in theaters and Disney+. Plus. But... Um, just because you have Disney Plus doesn't mean you're not going to pay extra. Uh, so, for the unacquainted Disney Plus Premier Access is a one-time purchase option for Disney Plus subscribers. It allows users to pay an extra thirty bucks fee to get early streaming access to a movie. Once you purchase it for a certain movie, you can continue to stream or download the Premier Access movie for as long as you remain a subscriber. Black Widow will be available for Disney Plus on for free after a few months release um october 6th if you want to wait that long there you go um so we obviously know how chrissy's gonna be watching it at the theater uh are you gonna well, let me ask you this oh, we were joking about it chrissy are you gonna go see us in the theater probably um talk with my sister about going because i think that she would really enjoy seeing this with me so and we we haven't been out on any of our sister dates in a really long time because you know i was well once shelter season hit and covid was really high we just weren't going out because we didn't want to risk me getting sick and then having to like not be able to run the the homeless shelter for you know two weeks or however long it would take me to get over it or if i got exposed um, and then she had a move. So now that she's now that shelter's done, her move is done. Where we're probably and COVID is hopefully on its way out. Bye. Um, we'll be able to pick up doing things together again because I really miss doing that with my sister. Right. Right. Yeah. So if you go see it, what theater will you go to see it at? Oh, obviously, Penn Cinema. Yeah, it's kind of the place to go when you go. I see mean, it. that's that's a no brainer. So, I mean, it's, it's I mean, a really comfortable cinema. It's nice. It's clean. It is. So, unfortunately, this movie, in my opinion, should have come out years ago. I think one of the things that the Marvel franchise has been lacking has been a, a strong female oriented superhero movie. And we did get that with Captain Marvel, right? At least somewhat. Yeah. And, but it wasn't. Yeah. But it, but it's but but Black Widow has been a part of the franchise for a long time, so I feel like we're getting this, and I'm, I'm like, part of me is saying, finally. Yeah, I feel like with Captain Marvel, it didn't quite resonate with um, some people. I know, like 
M really liked it. Um, I, I just like, I, I can appreciate, um, like the overpowered characters, but I tend to like the characters that are a little bit more human esque as the people that I connect with, um, and enjoy watching, um, just because, you know, these people in some ways are like, mo- like basically like the modern Greek heroes or the people, you know, the paragons of, of society that, you know, there's a whole thing that we can really rip apart with what are comic book heroes um, culturally for people. So from that standpoint, I tend to like the ones that are a little bit more real that I can really connect with. Um and when it comes to women, especially, there's either the tendency to make them like very much sex objects or guys with tits. So, um, obviously, <laughs> Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow, has started out, you know, really being uh, when she was first introduced was more on the sex object side, but through the other movies, she really became a feminine female character, not just a guy you know, in with high heels, um, you know, which I think more and more with modern um, movies and storytelling, we're getting a little bit away from those two dynamics, which I really appreciate because you can't just take a guy character, slap, say, change the pronouns and the name and call it a day and expect it to, to resonate. It's just not going to work. Everyone's going to realize it's just a guy character and you threw some tits on it like it's not gonna work for people um so for for me i'm really hoping that they continue on getting her out of this pure sex object sort of position and more and and continue that fully developed character but still be a very female character yeah yeah well, so my understanding is this this movie is kind of centered on the backstory for Black Widow, right? Yeah, it's a pre- yeah. prequel, basically. Because, I mean, she's obviously gone, unless they do something like Loki. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll just go to another parallel universe and back in time. And we'll right, just, like, right, right. We'll make it. We can animate make some anime, like... Adam, it's fine. We got some we DNA got this. We can do this. Cloner. Oh, look, here's her brain we scanned because I don't know. We have it around. Tony Stark had it around for purposes. We're not going to question it. Upload, clone, cut up. Problem solved. So, Miles, how are you going to see Black Widow? I'll probably see it in theaters. Okay. I mean, um, um, my lady I'm seeing enjoys these girl power movies and, uh, you know, it kind of has a girl power feel, but not, not too, too, um, over the top and, uh, in your face, um, which I thought kind of Captain Marvel was. And, and I thought she was boring and uninteresting, but, uh, um, that, that, that was just my experience, but yeah, probably in the movie theater. I I've might, movie theater experience. I might rent it on Disney plus. We'll see. I'll see where we're at at that point. So, and uh, yeah. see what we can do. But Kiefer and I will definitely spend some time watching it sometime. So mm-hmm. it'll be nice to get some live action. Well, we have been getting live action Marvel with some of the shows, but uh, right, yeah, you know, this will be a full, you know, full theater movie theater. Right, it'll movie, be nice movie. to be in the movie theater watching something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Talk about Marvel. One of the things I forgot, or I forgot, because it's not really considered part of the Marvel franchise, I guess, but Venom. I saw that for the first time. Keith and I watched it. And um, it was much more enjoyable than I thought it would be. That was my experience. Yeah. It was, I, I thought it was quite good. Yeah, so it's Marvel, but certainly not playing into the myth arc of the uh, main Marvel universe. And I don't think Disney owns those rights because it wasn't a Disney movie. Yeah, I'm not sure who owns the rights to uh, to Venom. Right. But um, no, I, I I agree. Venom, Venom was was really good. It was very you know yeah. it was very enjoyable. Yeah. Spider Man is really like a child in the middle of a divorce like i'm not sure who has custody when uh, it is kind of that way although my understanding all but one of the movies are coming to disney plus yeah so yeah i mean disney now owns almost all of it i think um yeah. sony still owns the rights to spider-man that's why Mar- marvel has never done a spider-man origins movie they can't uh they can only they have an agreement with Sony as far as how to use Spider-Man. Okay. Well, and I mean, we've all seen the origin story so many times at this point. I think if they actually did try, the fans as a whole would just be like flipping tables. We would not have it. I'm so done with the origin stories with Spider-Man. <laughs> but, 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 but we had emo Spider-Man. We now need, we now need, we now need uh, 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 Gen X or uh, Millennial. We need Millennial. We need we need we need Spider Verse. We're fine. We need Millennial. We need Millennial Spider Man. No, no, no. We had into the Spider Verse. We're good. We're all good. We've had we had all of our Spider Mans. All of them. I'm good. That's right. You know, we we joke about that, but how many times have they redone the Batman franchise? Probably just as many. Yeah, but they at least sp- had the decency to spread them out, I would say. Like, I felt like the Spider-Man movies, they just, like, kept making them. And I'm like, what do you, stop. <laughs> like, breathe for a few minutes. Well, they'll minutes. stop when people actually stop going to see them, then they'll stop. And then stop spending money on it. Yeah. Uh, see, this is why you, when you, corporations make you angry, you stop giving them your money. See? <laughs> this is why we do that. <laughs> This is a. I, I, think about their so, like Chrissy's voice there makes me think of her on a porch with her cane, yelling at the kids walking on her lawn. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was born eighty years old. Sometimes, right, right. <laughs> you, you young corporations, get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> you ever never. He's <laughs> not even that young. It's so old. It's like, what, 400 oh, years now? Wow. Oh, goodness. But I'll, I'll still shake my cane at it. There we go. There we go. All right. So let's talk about the Eternals. Uh, we had a trailer here. I will play it. And then if you haven't watched it, maybe you can play it as well. And, uh, and then we'll talk about it. Is this the latest trailer that dropped? Yes.
beautiful. Listener. Captain Rogers and Iron Man are both gone. Who do you think's gonna lead the Avengers? I could lead them. <laughs> so nice little joke there at the end. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But. It looks interesting. I mean, um, I'm not familiar with this uh the Eternals. I'm I'm sure they've been in comic books before, but uh um. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably see this in, in theaters. Well, yeah, it's based in comic books. I, you know, again, I agree. It's one of the uh, things that I haven't, I haven't been uh, really someone that's really watched him. Are you familiar with the Eternals, Chrissy? No, I'm actually not. Um, I'm feel like, I guess I'm like fringely aware of them, but it's not something I really dove into. Um. But it'll be interesting to see what their explanation for having not interfered will be. But you know, uh, watching guiding, like the uh, the music is epic. I will say that. Like that, it is pretty decent music. Yeah. So, so we'll see. We'll see. Um, it'll be interesting to see. It's uh, it has quite the cast in it. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. isn't Angelina Jolie's in it? There's other people that yeah. are in it. She's like the matriarch, and then you have two of the guys from uh, Game of Thrones in there. Yeah, I thought I saw Jon Snow in there, right? You did. Yep. <laughs> you know nothing, Jon Snow. How... <laughs> It'll be interesting to see how they depict the different cultures. I definitely see, saw them like showing like different things, like Middle East and India and European. So if there's gonna like be snippets of history that will be very interesting to see how they depict it and whether they do it in a sensitive manner or if they totally screw it up so because it, it kind of like when they're when they're conscious of it they seem to do a pretty good job um when they're not conscious of it it's kind of like uh did you guys think that through um so but that is that is typical for hollywood when they're when they're conscious of it they they're doing a better job. How has um, how has Disney typically handled that? They they have evolved. Um, 
Because I would say they're so, more they're more they're more recent movies. I would say have typically done pretty well with that. They're the more recent movies have done done much better. Um, however, I will say that um, given the point of time we are at, we may have looking back on it, we may end up having different um, perspective on it five years or ten years from now than we do right now the same way we looked back at the 90s and we, everyone was like oh we're doing a great job and now we're going oh oh that was that was a bad that was that should not have been that way so um i do want to give them credit for where they are right now they're doing a pretty good job and i would say that given the guidance of understanding that we currently have um you know i'm I say this. I give them a good like B plus A minus on it for for a lot of the things that I've been seeing and paying attention right. to. I'm sure there are things that I haven't seen um, that I would definitely give probably like negative marks for. So hence why I'm giving them a B plus. Um, so, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's important for us to continue to like say things about that when yeah. when we see it. And continue to educate ourselves and have conversations and not be afraid to make mistakes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Uh, any other thoughts on the Eternals? No, but um, it's a good looking trailer. I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to checking it out. All right. Let's talk about Tomorrow War with our uh, favorite Chris Pratt in it. Right? So, I'll play the uh, trailer and then we'll talk about it. Has anyone seen Miri? We are fighting a war 30 years in the future. Is this a joke? Our enemy is not human. We need you to fight. You got drafted. I will be back. Why is this happening? What about the teacher's deferment and the veteran's deferment? If I don't go, they're going to draft you in my place. But if something does happen to me, you and Mary will be taken care of. If something happens to you, Dan, 70% of draftees do not return. Sometimes a man does what's best for his family, not himself. Move your shirt, please. Wait, what's this for? It was just a test. Oh, a seatbelt. Was it a driving test? No, you don't have jokes in the future? Ah! This device facilitates your jump to and from the future war. One minute to jump. Oh, here, buddy. Take that. You just look around like that. Why are you so calm? Long story. Yeah, ex-military? Yeah. Kind of a short story, I guess. Three, two, one. In 11 months' time, all human beings in the future will be wiped from the face of the Earth. Unless you help us. I was trying to save my daughter. If I gotta save the world to save her, then I'm gonna do it. This is the end. The human species will disappear from the face of the Earth. We are literally living on borrowed time. There's still a chance that we can stop this war from ever happening. So we gotta fight. 
Well, it's nice knowing you. So, uh, what do you think of the Tomorrow War? Which drops tomorrow, by the way. Yeah, um, I'm interested. Um, it, it still it seems like just Peter Quill slash Star Wars in another movie. <laughs> it is. I think part of that is just the way they've written the character and the way Chris Pratt plays him. Yeah, so, uh, you know, this is, the premise seems kind of shaky, right? You know, you're fighting a war war that's, what, 30 years in the future? Is that right? Yeah, these people from the future come and draft uh, people from the present to fight in their war. Um, but it's, it's, that's something I haven't heard tried before as far as a storytelling device. So, uh, it has me intrigued. I might, I might check it out this weekend. Yeah. So if they if they're killed in the future and traveled from the past, how does that impact the future? That's a great question. Another question I have is if you if you drag these people from the past to the future, what um, what effects is that going to have on, on on the future? I mean, by having these taking these people out. Maybe uh, they only maybe, they, maybe they only recruit people that are going to die soon, and, and hopefully they'll answer that in the movie. Yeah, uh, or they just handle it and they don't think about it too much. That there's that too. <laughs> right. which, I hope which has happened. Yes, I don't know, uh, Chrissy. Is this something that interests you? Are you going to go? Are you going to watch it on Amazon? Uh, maybe. I mean, you I mean, still, you still, you still have a subscription to Amazon Prime yet, right? You didn't divorce them I, yet. I do. I, I have not. I mean, Amazon and I are are on the rocks right now. I'm not sure sure how I like the way that they treat their employees and things. Truthfully, I probably was keeping it around more just because it was the pandemic, and I have someone who's really vulnerable in my household. So, but yeah, just gotta. Oh no. Just chase corporations. To, we need to chase, we need chase, to like, trace, chase them off your lawn, Chrissy. Chase them off your lawn. I we, I, I gotta say, I, I don't get trying not to get too political, but I, I really am watching that whole antitrust thing that's going through the uh, making its way through um Congress right now, and I'm just being like, we we got to get these things under control. I don't like how this is going. Um. But as far as the actual actual um, movie, yeah, I mean, it might be something that I would check out. It's not. It's not. The trailer's not really grabbing me and being like. I would watch agree with me. that. I would agree with that. Like the only the only reason I would watch the only reason I'd watch this movie is because Star Lord's in it, right? Star Lord wasn't in it. Like I wouldn't even consider watching. But it. 
do I want to watch non-Star Lord Star Lord? Or would I just be disappointed that I'm not watching actual Star Lord? I don't know. This is meta, right? I don't know. (laughs) I might just be like disappointed and go rewatch Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. I might. Like, I guess like maybe if I'm really bored that day, I'll watch it. But, you know, if it's not grabbing me, read a book. Get some things done around the house. I don't know. Yeah, there's always, there's always <laughs> that. You know, if you know a trailer's not grabbing you and you're like, eh, maybe I'll watch it if I'm not feeling like doing my chores. I don't know. <laughs> it's better wow. than doing the laundry. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's totally me really probably not in the. But then again, sometimes trailers are like really just poorly done. Right. And because like the marketing team gets a hold of it and they like do their little research and you know target audience and they make a trailer for that person and sometimes you watch the trailer you're scratching your head going i don't even know what this is about and it's weird or you watch the trailer and then you go and watch the movie and you go this trailer was nothing like what i was expecting you know so right so who knows so i mean Give it the benefit of the doubt. Reviews will tell. Will it be? Maybe the trailer's not doing it justice, right? And we gotta, right. we gotta, we gotta allow for that, right? So I'll probably wait a few days, read a review or two, and if the reviews look promising, I'll probably give it a go. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. You know what? Whatever you do, make sure you log on to Twitter and Facebook and get all the haters and read oh, those yeah. reviews. I- Twitter is my go-to. I'm not even on Twitter. I don't yeah. go there. It, that yeah. is a pile of... It is a dumpster fire constantly. I don't... Mm. Yeah. All right. So this next movie I've never even heard of. Maybe I've just been living like under a rock and reading too much. But uh, tell me, what do you know about this reminiscence, Miles? Okay. So Hugh Jackman stars in it. Oh, well, Wolverine, um, I'm there. Well, so, I mean, I say it's Hugh Jackman. I'm like sold. So is he so, is he shirtless at any point? Because then I'm doubly there. I'm I mean, sure it's in his contract that uh, he at least be shirtless at least once or twice throughout the movie. It's, or maybe the shirt I mean, at least gets ripped. Maybe there's like rips across it. I'm pretty sure they don't actually contract Hugh Jackman. They contract his abs, and he just <laughs> right, right, the right, right. I wonder how much his abs are insured for. I mean. <laughs> Maybe like if I had abs like that, like sure these babies for a million dollars. I don't know, billion dollars. And the man is aging well. Like I gotta give it to him. Absolutely. If I looked that, I mean, he's what? He has to be in his fifties. He's gotta be his early fifties. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. And mm-hmm. I, I'm in my early fifties, and I don't look that good. I mean, I mean, you are looking good. I'm looking really? yeah better than I was, but you still don't want to see me without right. my shirt on here on the show. I mean, there's nothing there that's attractive, that's true. right? Yeah. yeah. Well, keep, sure I mean, on, keep keep going. And <laughs> oh. when, no, I meant like on your program or whatever. And when when Chris is <laughs> texting me like, "Oh my god, my husband's so sexy," I'll know. I'll be like, oh, "Let's see it." Proof. Proof. <laughs> right. 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 There, there right. was that one time I was on your porch, and she was like, she was going on and on about how sexy you are. So. No, um, that's a topic for another show. Let's play the trailer. Let's play the trailer here and see how cute Hugh Jackman looks in Reminiscence. You're going on a journey, a journey through memory. All you have to do is follow my voice. 
We're closed. I know. I'm sorry it's late. We have time for one more job. began to rise and war broke out. Nostalgia became a way of life. There wasn't a lot to look forward to. So people began looking back. Nothing is more addictive than the past. No, 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 put me back. Put me back. I understand. She's moved on, and you should too. People don't just Vanish. To find where she'd gone, I had to know where she'd been. Was she running from the past? Or racing back towards it? How much did you really know her? How much did you love Who was she? Who was she when not with me? You think you want answers? Well, you don't. Where is she? Where is she? Arson, bribery, murder. People love their secrets. Don't go down this path. Stay here, in this life. Blind eye to plenty. I have to do this. That machine of yours, how close can you get before the illusion's broken? You're going on a journey. All you have to do is follow my voice. All right, then. So we got to see without a shirt. Well, then, I mean, count me in. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> well, so this falls for me, and again, I'm judging it just in the trailer, but falls into the the vein of Inception, of Memento, and those sorts of movies, right? Yeah. This idea that you're... that. The future is so dismal that we can only look back in the past and hang on to the past. That's kind of what exploring it's, uh, you know, also exploring. I was going to say it's def- definitely a, I don't know, c- kind of more very psychological as far as just exploring memories and, um, and maybe the addiction of memories. You know, there's probably something psychological here you could analyze, Chrissy. I mean, the fact that people struggle to let go of the past and how the past impacts our present, right? So there's oh, some I mean, that's... that's written all over here. The fact that you will <laughs> that you just can't let go. But... I mean that that can be what a lot of um, therapy can be. Um, there, there is actually one modality of um, 
therapy called solution focused, which kind of puts it on in his head. And the whole thing is like, I don't want to hear about your past. I want to only focus on your present because so much of therapy is, you know, different modalities have been almost overly focused on, on the past. Um, And sometimes that is part of the problem is people get so wrapped up in it. They can't process it. They don't move on from it. They keep going back. They don't want to face what's going on right now to address the things they need to address. And it's almost like another form of escapism. Um, And so I was just thinking, as you were mentioning all those different movies, the fact that, you know, it's currently a very much a cultural motif that the future is dismal and we'll only be able to look um, to the past. And, you know, we have different um different areas of our culture kind of tapping into people's nostalgia um you have so in some ways you have things that take the past and bring it forward um like vaporwave or how for whatever reason everyone was like really into the 80s um and that kind of nostalgic sort of um feel for that particular time period and then kind of almost a looking forward, kind of almost like a sense of hopelessness that surrounds the future, which I'm sure coronavirus helps so much, um, making us feel like, oh, the future is bright and colorful. Um, with all these different masks on people's faces. So for me, it's, it's interesting in of itself as a movie and a concept, but then also within the greater cultural context of why those themes continue to pop up. Sometimes I start like overanalyzing like different themes of movies or that I keep seeing over and over again. And I go, huh, what is this from a cultural anthropological standpoint? What is this message that is going out to us as the masses? What are we projecting to them? And what are they projecting back to us? Right. Um, well, and there's a sense where you look at, you look at what COVID has done this past year to us as a society. You look at, um, the complications that have arisen both from election and race and the political landscape, there is a sense of nostalgia. Like you, you go back to even like the nineties or the eighties, you look back and there's a, there's something that, that does draw us to the good old days, as we used to say. Yeah, uh, sort of similar how people used to get drawn back to like the 50s and 60s and, you know, they look at this as, oh, this was just this, but it starts getting on like this rosy hue of, you know, perfection, um, which, you know, you have, um, what's the show with Scarlet Witch, like came out last year? Oh, WandaVision. 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 You know, she went through all these different errors and it was kind of- Oh man, that's a perfect, perfect example. slowly pulling off the veneer of this perfect nostalgic life that doesn't that didn't actually exist it was not actually what you thought when you look back you go actually these those times weren't as perfect and wonderful as they look but there was a sense of maybe like hopefulness and right. a sense that the future was getting better and that you could look back and say aha we were better than where we were and so we're going in a positive direction i feel a lot of people at this juncture probably feel like we aren't going in a positive direction no matter what side of the political spectrum you're on you know most people will answer i do not feel like 
we are moving in a positive direction. You know, then you have people thinking like climate change. I mean, the movie starts off basically saying climate change happened, the waters came, and then started breaking out. And so, you know, you have this that it sets that up for right. being, you know, once again, tapping into those, that current sense that things are only going to get worse from here. Yeah. So. Miles, your thoughts on this, uh, on this trailer? Well, listen to, to Chrissy. I mean, yeah, it definitely taps something. Um, I think inside all of us that we, we have a, maybe when we're going through a tough time, we, we tend to mentally retreat into something familiar. And uh, maybe that's something that we thought was, you know, good about when we, when we were younger. And it wasn't perfect. I mean, but maybe we, you know, maybe we think but it was better back then. And so that's where sometimes we, we retreat there. And maybe it's a headspace for some of us. I mean, uh, on social media, there's plenty of nostalgic groups you can become part of. So if you want to celebrate the things that you really enjoyed in the past. I mean, there's plenty of eighties groups. I mean, I was a child of the eighties, so I mean, I subscribe to a few of those. So um, just, you know, talk about some of the cool stuff that was back then. And, and, and I think this movie, you know, kind of taps into that a little. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know if it's something I'm going to see in theaters. Well, yeah, I mean, it looks like it's a, a decent movie. It's just, I don't, I don't know that at this point it's something like that's something I want to see. Yeah, I think that um, yeah, it's not like Hugh Jackman would be enough of a draw for me. But yeah, it's like, the, it's the it's the it's the, the idea like is this really something that I want in my life content wise? Well, yeah, I, I guess like it's one of those things where neat like he's freaking out again. <laughs> Ooh, there's cat. another flying cats again. Just flew across the screen. Just to clarify, Chrissy's not actually throwing her cat. No. No, just to clarify she, she that for listeners. Yes. But it looks like it's flying across our Zoom screen, right? Or, you know, our Facebook live screen. And so it yeah. looks that way. It's, but she's not throwing the cat to listeners out there. They can't actually see it. We don't want no, the, we no. don't want we don't want the Humane League or the SPCA coming in knocking on Chrissy's no, door. I literally right. just rescued two kittens and found a foster home for them and paid for their vet bill. Right, right. She like has she dying. has she has Sarah McLaughlin playing in the background. She's fine. She's fine. Okay, <laughs> she's good. And there you are, were two kittens this morning. Right, right. I almost rescued them. Like seriously, I'm there. If right. anything, it's a problem that I'm too into the cats. Um, <laughs> right, 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 right. Um. Anyways, so it's one of those things where I'm like, I I guess I just am not in the space where I want dark and gritty. Like, and that's kind of what I get the feeling is. And I'm sure when it was first written and pitched or whatever, you know, people were all into the dark and gritty. But right now, after after living the dark, gritty, dystopian, whatever we just went through, I, I just want some light. And, well, maybe not like light, but I want a little bit more hope yeah you know something something a little bit more looking forward that's one of the reasons why i really liked watching the lord of the rings trilogy or rewatching it was because it ended and it was like bright and colorful and hopeful and new and i that's kind of what i want right now I, I want more like it's not that i want 
light and fluffy and care bears and you know unicorns dancing around. Not that I don't love unicorns, because Lord knows I love right. some unicorns. Right. Give me some good I'm not looking for like <laughs> I'm not looking for like my little pony friendship is magic kind of a thing, you know? Right. Right. Like I want the I want the sophistication of, you know, Tolkien, maybe the realism that the dark gritty stuff can bring. But we can make a little bit light, you know, a little bit more upbeat, so to speak. So I'm just not, it's just not in the mood for it. So it's like you would argue, we're going to talk about Loki at least a little bit next. But like, you know, in like the series of Loki, like there's some darkness happening in the world in that, in that, in that franchise. But, um, what flying cats again but i have no idea but he just keeps coming over here looking at this one corner and like go toward the light go toward the light and i look down and there's nothing there i have no idea (laughs) now we have a dog yeah now i have a dog barking for now this is like this is it yes yes so my son's here what's up i just i just need money why? I ain't for ice cream. I don't have. You know what? I literally don't have any cash. You got my money, man? You got yes. my money, man? <laughs> yeah, look. You can go shake down miles. Why? <laughs> He's made of money. His voice has changed. Oh, so I know. Are you seriously? I know. It sounds like okay, so, sounds like a different kid. You don't got my money. Give me my money. <laughs> Just go get crackers tonight. I'll get, we'll get some tomorrow when we go to the library, okay? I'm All right. not okay with this predicament. Yes. This predicament is one that I no longer... I know. He's growing up, hasn't he? He has. What happened to that cute little kid that used to like jump in my arms and spin him around? Oh, he can still jump in your arms if you want him to. But... I'm not sure. How much is he? I'm not sure he can still spin him around. Right. Probably can't spin around. Yeah. but He's grown probably... some. Yes. Just a little bit. I mean, he's probably about the same yeah. height as me now. Yeah. Hang on a second. Kiefer, I need you to be quiet. I am recording. <laughs> so, um, I don't know where we were at, but it's a <laughs> rabbit trail off the show here. But I, I think I agree. This idea, like, it's okay to have some darkness in my movies, but then, like, Marvel does this great job in the midst of the darkness and the apocalyptic endings. There's a lot of humor kind of throughout it, right? that makes light of it. And like, even like the Loki series, which has a sense of darkness to it, like the end of the world. And I, there's a lot of humor that's built into it. Right. Um, yeah. And I think that there is a balance, but this movie, like I'm not seeing any humor in it and I'm seeing some pretty darkness and like looking back and there's a sense of loss. And I, yeah, I agree. I agree with you that I need something that's a little bit more, hopeful if you're going to give me darkness give me some hope in the middle of it give me some humor yeah. and and maybe you know if it if covid had happened i probably would have been like yeah sure i'll totally watch this movie but i at the moment at this point i'm like uh, i need a little levity here and that is something um that i used a lot the past year to cope was was humor and that's just a natural coping mechanism i literally what had passed out from pain on the side of a 
I was traveling and I went to a rest stop to get myself some meds because I was in a lot of pain and then I passed out from pain. So I was like on the way to the hospital in excruciating pain and still cracking jokes with the EMTs. So you know that that is just my coping skill. That's right. my coping mechanism. Like I'm cracking jokes. If I'm not cracking jokes, we're doomed and we're all going to die. Like right. that's, that's it. If I can't find humor in something, we're done. Um, so yeah, right now I, I, and that is something I appreciated in, in Marvel was even in those dark, dark, gritty moments, someone could still crack a joke. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I don't know. Miles, is this something that you're uh, into seeing? I would, I don't need to see it right away. I don't necessarily need to see it in theaters. Um, but it'll, it'll be, it's, it's on my radar. It, it does right. interest me, but right. uh, I'll wait till it drops on a streaming service. Right. Um, watch it then. So I know we're running a little bit long here, but let's do a brief re- recap of Loki. I think it's the last thing on our agenda here, right? Um, and yes. uh, we have the uh, first half of the season. We had the mid-season finale that dropped, right? Or was that that wasn't? I so. Yeah, so we had the second part coming up, and uh, so what do you think, Miles, of the first four episodes? A very strong series, and uh, ex- and explores time travel, which which of I, course is you love. I, I, I love that they're doing that, and maybe answered some questions about what the Avengers were doing when they were, you know, going back to the past to to steel infinity stones and i've actually went back on other youtube channels that were trying to answer those questions yeah. uh so that's if it keeps me wanting to know what what the heck is going on that, i suppose that's a good thing but and, and what a great pairing to have owen wilson and tom hiddleston against each other like they're oh, fan- they are great together. they are fantastic and yeah. i wasn't really familiar with the female loki um but that whole interplay was really, really good. Yeah, and um, I love the style—the the style of the whole TVA. It's 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 all analog. It's oh yeah, all kind of. Um, you know, it's you know the, the the cartoon explaining what happened, who who the the time masters are, and Miss Minutes. It just but but it's all done to. You know, an old from from. It's classic uh, look to it. Everything is, everything's got a classic look to it as far as, um, but it just works. Hang on a second. Um, you can watch it in the next room, bud. What? You can watch it here. Just plug in your headphones. You don't even watch upstairs. Because you're gonna haul your computer and stuff upstairs. You haul I'm it back just, down. I'm here. literally hauling down two things. If I haul it up, it's not your problem. If I haul it back down. Okay. Really so what 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 video are you watching? I'm watching a bunch of Tommy videos. What is it? Tommy, and he's pretty funny. Is he clean? Yeah. Normally. Normally. Good times. Okay. All right. I was gonna say, what what is he watching? Tommy something. Some YouTuber. You know what? Get the name. I'll speak with some of my uh, Gen uh, Zer friends, and I'll get yeah. back to you on that. <laughs> you know, I'm not. It's not. It's not so much that he's watching inappropriate content because we have filters and stuff for that. It's more or less some of the people that he gets into. So, but 
Anyways, yeah. you were talking about you were talking about Loki, and uh, we were talking about the interplay of Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston. So, uh, and, and also just the other supporting characters. I mean, Marvel does a good job of writing the supporting characters also. And um, the the one guy who's just a desk jockey, just, um, you know, um, he t- talks about the, the Finney Stones are basically glorified uh, paperweights now. Uh, that like is that funny. Guy. That is funny. Like, oh, no one cares about the Infinity Stones here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got tons of Infinity Stones. We use them for paperweights. It totally minimalizes <laughs> it, so it's great. Right. I mean, Loki's trying to, you know, plan his escape, and it doesn't, do, you know, if he's, it doesn't matter the TVA. Well, and it's interesting with the whole twist that the TVA is actually a farce, right? Like there's someone running it. We don't know who's running the TVA. Yeah, and everybody who works there is. Is, is a temporal variant. Right. It's just that, that these people, they've been, had their memories wiped and um, they just serve the TVA. And, um, right. Um, I mean, are these time masters? I mean, one of them we found out is it was a robot. Um, are, are they just figureheads throughout this whole thing? But um, yeah, interesting. And interesting the way they left the miss season finale. Well, it's, they, they, they start killing everybody off. I mean, Right. Uh, but if you watch the trailer for the second half of the season, they're all there. So, yeah, I, I, I was like, no, they're, they just, they're not totally dead. They're just, you know, only, you know, half dead or something. Yes. He's mostly dead. Mostly dead. Yeah. Yes. Is that the Princess but, Bride uh, thing? But yeah. I'm kind of, <laughs> mostly dead. Yeah. He's mostly dead. But, I uh, mean, all dead, all you can do is rummage in his pockets for loose change. what a great movie but loki's been brilliant i mean uh the 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 powers that be have i mean all the shows so far have been really good and and loki has not disappointed yeah yep i i would agree well worth seeing um I know that you're anti-corporation, but if you can find a bootleg of it somewhere, definitely worth watching. <laughs> or if a friend can lend you their Disney Plus subscription. That's right. That's I right. Mean, I would watch it with, with a friend. So on their Disney Plus, I mean, mm. I could get around that. I mean, I'm looking at like some pictures and stuff on my phone and it looks decent, but I mean, it's Marvel. It's going to be pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's going to look good, right? Yeah, well, and and I do like to hear that they do have a, a female um, variant of Loki because I mean that's just classic mythos yeah. right there. Um, so yeah, yeah. So we'll see. But I, I definitely give the series an A plus, and uh, I'm glad I'm watching it. Kiefer and I, one of the first things we do on Wednesday is get up and watch it. So, so oh. we, we really enjoy it. So, but all right. This one might have motivated a teenager to get out of bed. Right, right, right. He doesn't. He doesn't have problems getting out of bed. It's keeping him in bed. Like the kid will get up like at three, four in the morning. I'm like, what are you doing up? Go back to bed. Wow, really? Because most teenagers are yeah. like, you can't arise them. I mean, you have to be like practically of, Jesus. Of course, them dead. Of, of course, the next the next day, then he sleeps like nine or ten because he's up so early. But you know, whatever. So, yeah, yeah. 
that i mean it is common for for people with adhd to have sleep disruptions so yeah all right well i believe that's about it is there anything else you want to talk about oh i think we covered it yeah i think we're pretty good here so those listening don't forget in two weeks from now if all goes well or three weeks because we've been doing a three-week schedule it seems like um but every two to three weeks but next time we are doing atlantis so we watch that. Let us know your thoughts. You can email us at sci-fi-diner-podcast at gmail.com or you can just throw us a message up on Facebook and we will uh, include your thoughts in our uh, rewatch of that. So I think that, that that's about it. So, uh, Miles, why don't you take us out of the show? All right. So next time, good night and good luck. We'll see you. Yeah, it's true. It's true. All right. Yep, yep, yep. Um, absolutely. I thought you were going to do something like down with the corporations. <laughs> no, I've just been telling everybody to keep their mask on for so long, and now I can tell them to take, take them yeah. off. I'm just so excited. Yeah. Almost like burning the bra in the 60s, right? Woo-hoo! Yes. Is that going to be your new tagline, Chrissy? Free the nipples! <laughs> All right, that and sort of show. We're no longer a family show. Right, right, right. <laughs> we were a family show. I didn't realize that. Did you yeah. know that, Aaron? Yeah, apparently not. <laughs> My name is Jonathan Cubbitz, and this song is called Space Pads. Begin transmission. One small step for man, one giant leap for My pad! I think you'll find that my pants will blow your mind. Look at my pants with the eyes in your face. My legs are covered in outer space. Space pants. Space pants. I am wearing space pants. Do you see my pants? No way, you missed them. My pants are a tour of the solar system. Hey.